Greetings to those who watch below. As some of you may know, I recently moved house, so that got me to thinking, what can happen if you decide to move into a property that is haunted? Well, today we will find out with some truly terrifying paranormal encounters in new homes. But before we start, I'd like to say a huge thank you to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts to the start of every video. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B., Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, and Matthew Colgan. If you'd like to join them, make sure to check out the link in the description box. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hitting that notification bell so you never miss a video. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at brimstone underscore below. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I think my new house is haunted, by Honest to God. It all started when I found this house on Craigslist. I fell in love with it instantly, like I had this connection. So I had my mum look at it, and she loved it. So of course we moved in. The house is 100 years old, and I had to have the upstairs bedroom. I just couldn't part with it. But the thing about that room is it used to be the attic, so all of upstairs is one big room. But anyways, I have two attics up there, one on the roof and the other you can enter through a door. I have to share the room with my sister, and she made me take the side with both of the attics, which was the creepier side. There were also four compartments, small enough where you can't stand, but big enough to where you can fit in and sit up and move around. I guess those are kind of part of the attic too. But anyways, one of the first nights I stayed there, I slept in the living room, and I woke up early that morning, when I saw someone walk by through the dining room. I thought it was my little brother coming from his room to the bathroom, but I checked his room. He was sound asleep, as was everyone else, so I was a little creeped out, and decided to watch TV. One night my sister complained about a bright orb. It was small, but very bright, and it was over by my closet. My mum saw one too on a different night, in the living room, so, at that point, I was a little scared. My mom also mentioned hearing footsteps in the dining room at night, while everyone was asleep. The person who used to live here came over to get some stuff out of the yard, and we asked him if he had any paranormal experiences, and he said yeah, but just one reoccurring thing. He'd drive up in his driveway and see a girl, that actually looked just like me, staring out of the upstairs window, and he'd go up to check, and no one was ever there. And that really scared me. I was thinking, is it a coincidence that I found this house and had such a connection with that very room, in which a girl that looked just like me was seen staring out the windows? Strange, right? There were other weird things too, but one night we had company over, and we heard a loud noise in the laundry room, and we went in, and everything was in the middle of the room. The company was so scared, she had to sleep with salt. But now let's skip to something more interesting. It was Memorial Day night, and my little brother was terrified because he said something was grabbing his leg. We thought he was making it up, so we sent him back to bed. He calls for my older sister about ten minutes later, and my older sister was screaming on the top of her lungs, Mum, help! I hear it! It's coming from your room! Me and my mum came and heard nothing. We sent my little brother upstairs to our room for bed, and we came back downstairs. 
About ten minutes later, he walkie-talkied my sister for help again, and she and her boyfriend ran upstairs, and he said he heard a scratching from the walls from the opposite side of the room and toward him, and the lights were flickering, and then on the roof where the attic is, it was broken in half and open. We asked him about it, and he said it opened itself, and he can't reach that high, so it had to be the truth. So I stayed upstairs with him until everyone went to bed. Before people started going to bed, my mum and sister checked out my little brother's room and saw an empty water bottle, and it was rolling back and forth across the room. Then it started spinning, and the point landed at my mum. She kicked the bottle and yelled, I'm not afraid of you. My sister and her boyfriend came up, and we tried to sleep, when we heard a conversation. My sister's boyfriend went downstairs to check it out, but everyone was sleeping. He came back up, and suddenly we heard a door slam, but no one was there. I was so scared of sleeping, I stayed up till 7am, and the next day, I blessed the house, but I don't think it worked. Haunted from the day I moved in, by the Big B68. I, my wife and stepdaughter, moved into a small colonial-style home seven years ago. I love the house. It was built in 1900, and it has a lot of character. The town we live in is rich in history. My wife was very pregnant with our son at the time, and my stepdaughter Kayla was five years old. The day we moved in, my wife and I were unpacking dishes, when Kayla came in and said, Mummy, a shadow man walked out of my closet and disappeared into the wall. This is when it started. I was a complete sceptic regarding ghosts and demons and stuff like this. I admit, it gave me goosebumps when she said that, but was dismissed all the same. We were both too busy to give it much thought. I work every day during the week, and my wife stayed home. A few weeks after moving in, my wife began complaining about noises coming from upstairs, Kayla's room in particular. She describes the noises as a bouncing ball. The floors in my house are all bare wood. She said something is bouncing a rubber ball through the hall and at the top of the stairs. I really didn't think much of it. I figured she was bored and her mind was playing tricks on her. However, she continued to tell me of these episodes and of toys moving across the floor in the living room by themselves. This continued for months. One Saturday afternoon, my wife and the kids went shopping. I was home alone and watching TV. I heard a noise at the top of the stairs. It sounded like someone taking their bare feet and smacking them on the wooden floor. It was so loud and clear that I didn't need to turn the TV down to hear it. It had occurred to me that the sound I was hearing could easily be interpreted as a rubber ball bouncing upstairs as my wife had been complaining of for over a year. These things continued over a few years, hearing noises and things moving around. My wife and I began having marital problems a few years into our marriage, and I began sleeping on the couch. This is where I have witnessed many unexplained things, and it is during this time that I was convinced something was going on here. It is noteworthy to point out that neither of my children would sleep upstairs anymore, because they would see and hear things and were too frightened. They took over my bedroom along with my wife, and I slept either on the couch downstairs or upstairs in my son's room. One evening while on the couch, I was awoken by that foot-smacking, ball-bouncing sound. This time, 
the sound was directly behind my head that was on the armrest of the couch. I was terrified and couldn't bring myself to turn to look as it was so close. The entire couch bumped like an inch toward the wall. This really freaked me out. Another evening while sleeping on the couch, I woke from a deep sleep and saw in front of my eyes what appeared to be a bunch of hairy spider legs about 15 inches long and jointed in the middle of each leg. They came together in a spiral diamond shape and began to rotate counterclockwise. I was wide-eyed and fully awake, not believing what I was seeing a foot in front of my face. And then, just as it appeared, it dissipated into a smoke-like mist. I began sleeping upstairs more frequently after the spider-leg episode. It is there that I began hearing knocking from my wall from what seemed to be the other side of the closet in my stepdaughter's room. This continued constantly and frequently. The knocking would become so loud and persistent that I would purposely turn up the TV to keep from hearing it. One night, the knocking got louder and louder as I raised the TV's volume, until I got so frustrated that I yelled at whatever it was to just stop, leave me alone. Ironically, it listened, and I hadn't heard anything of the sort since. I will never forget the first time I actually saw what appeared to be a human, but was not. I was up late, the kids were asleep as was my wife, all were in the same room. I was watching the late news when in the doorway of the kitchen, I saw what I thought was Kayla peeking around the corner. The kitchen light was on, so her face was unclear, as her body was lit from behind and appeared dark to me. I told her to go back to bed. A few minutes later, she was back. I told her again to go back to bed, but was a little more stern in my voice. Then, yet again, she appeared. Frustrated this time at her disobedience, I got up to put her in bed. When I opened the door, Kayla was fast asleep in her bed. Drool was on her face, so I know for a fact who or what I saw was not her. Years had passed at this point. We'd all joked about having a ghost in the house, and even my friends and family have all had their own experiences within my home. I always tell people that if you are a sceptic, you should come spend a night at my house. Just this past year, my wife and I had split up. My son David lives with me. I recall waking up from a nap on my couch with an obvious bite mark in my arm. I thought this to be odd, but figured I must have had my head on my arm and left the indentations of my own teeth. That is when I became curious and tried to mimic the bite. It is physically impossible to get my head in such a way as to leave a mark as this. Recently, I met a wonderful woman and she has four young children. After several months dating, they moved in. It is at this time that my son David began to be confronted by some sort of spirit that lives in his closet. The very same closet that, on the first day of moving in, a shadow man came out of and disappeared into the wall, as my stepdaughter Kayla put it. A month ago, my son, who had just turned six, was taking a bath upstairs, along with my girlfriend's three-year-old son Evan. I heard my son crying and yelling for me. I ran upstairs and saw he was very upset and crying and just kept saying to me, Daddy, I want you. Daddy, I want you. He never explained why he was so upset. The next evening, while my girlfriend Ashley and I were sitting out on the front porch, my son David came out. Ashley asked David why he was so upset the previous night. He went on to say that he sees a boy that he can only see 
and the boy smacked him in the face while in the bathtub, we came to find out that this is no boy at all, but a man that is larger than me, and I am six foot three hundred pounds. This thing, as I call it, has been talking to my son for weeks and has convinced him that he is a boy. When asked to describe Alan, his friend, he said that he wears a white shirt with black stripes and jeans and has roses in his back pocket. I asked what the roses are for, and he explained Alan has a girlfriend, Amy, that he does not make love to anymore, and he gives the roses to another girl. This is when I freaked out. My six-year-old son has no idea what making love is, and still doesn't. I asked again what happened in the bathtub. He went on to explain that Alan came in and used the bathroom, and when he turned round, he smacked David in the face. He then went to smack Evan in the face too, but his hand kept going through Evan's head, and Evan can't see Alan. I was upset at this point, and told David that he needs to tell Alan if he wants to talk to someone, you can tell Alan to come talk to me. He said to me and pointed to an empty chair, Dad, he is sitting right there, you can tell him yourself. Shivers down my spine. That night I told Alan to talk to me, that is the night things began to really spiral out of control. That thing, Alan, spoke to me through my Siri on my iPhone. Ashley and I were going to bed when my Siri responded to someone speaking to it. If you have an iPhone, you know that you have to depress the button and speak to your phone in order to get a response. I never touched my phone. This happened just two nights later as well. Ashley and I were making love, and when we were done, my Siri went off again. This time, I screenshot its response. It was saying nasty things like, I have 15 inches for you. We were shocked. Ever since we became aware of Alan, and we intervened through him and my son, loud banging noises, doors opening and shutting on their own, objects moving out of place, voices, footsteps, shadows moving, electronic devices failing, all sorts of crazy things began to happen. We felt as if we were under attack. I was finally to the point to reach out for help. A close family member recommended I contact an acquaintance of theirs, and I did that very same day. I spoke to him and a female colleague that evening. They scheduled a walkthrough the next day. They came and immediately saw, heard, and felt things in my house. Needless to say, they were quite excited to get in and investigate my house, as they said it was extremely active with multiple spirits. So, here it is. Monday after the Saturday night that they did their investigation. Let's just say that any sceptic they had brought with them during the investigation is no longer a sceptic. The flashlights were turning on and off constantly on command. They all saw shadows, orbs and such. They heard sounds and voices. Dolls they had placed moved on their own. Those K2 meters? They were pegged red in every room in my house. It was so eventful, they had no time to make any judgments as to how to get rid of whatever has taken over my home. I expect to hear back soon with all the evidence as to how they are going to go about cleansing my house. I'll keep you posted, as this is an ongoing process. Just last night, I had something rubbing and patting my shoulder as I tried to sleep. I got up this morning for work, and my TV was on by itself. Every day, something happens. We Should Have Moved by Moody1989 I've always believed in ghosts, but never had an experience myself until about two years ago. 
It was the summer of 2013 and I had just graduated college. My then boyfriend, now husband, and I decided to take the plunge and move in with each other. We didn't have ties to anywhere in the state, so we went on vacation in Charleston and ended up deciding to stay. After over a month of living in one of those extended stay hotels, we began really looking around for a permanent residence. Nothing, however, was in our price range. Then I got the call. A cute little two-bedroom home for rent at just what we could afford. We viewed the home and should have said no right then. Let me be clear on the state of this house, just to set the scene in your mind. The house itself was a two-bed, one-bath, no central heating or air, a glass pane missing from every window except the master bedroom, no working stove, no yard to speak of, and was in the middle of one of the most dangerous neighbourhoods in North Charleston. The landlord told us he was fixing up the house and it would be ready by the time we were to move in, and we believed them. That didn't happen. Soon after we moved in, we realised that on top of the less than ideal living conditions, there was another problem in this house. It started the first night we moved in. Normally, I can acclimate to new surroundings very easily, but this night I was very on edge and couldn't sleep. My boyfriend snoozed peacefully beside me, but I just laid on this mattress on the floor and stared at the ceiling. Then I heard it, an unmistakably human sound coming from the living room. I woke up my boyfriend in a panic, telling him someone was in the house. So he instantly jumps up and patrols the house, finding no one. He came back to bed, and that was that. After that, both of us just had an uneasy feeling in the house. Then my boyfriend started noticing things. It started with shadows. I would be in one room and there would be a shadow in the hallway 20 foot away from me. Then footsteps. Day or night, it didn't matter. Then one morning he woke up before me and went to brush his teeth. When he walked back by the bedroom, the covers were being pulled off me in a straight line. It wasn't like they were falling. They were moving in a completely straight line down the bed, as if someone was sitting on the floor and pulling from both sides. Then we got two dogs and the dogs began noticing things too. It could be a completely calm and silent, and they would sit up and stare at something, then watch it move away. They would bark at nothing, then sit back down just as calm as can be. Around this time we both had jobs, and one of us would normally be out of the house. One morning I sat in the living room on the phone, when I heard loud footsteps coming from the hallway. I wouldn't say I brushed it off, but I definitely decided not to pay attention. We had a lot of these little occurrences, but three stand out for me. One night we were in bed and I had just gotten to sleep, when I feel my boyfriend shake me awake. Do I have a fever? He asks. I'm now ready to have to rush him to the hospital, but he was completely cool. Good, he breathed. Just want to make sure I wasn't hallucinating. Then he proceeds to tell me that he was just about to sleep when he heard a child's voice beside him exclaim, Mom! Now this is three in the morning, no children around, completely quiet outside. He was so creeped out, he couldn't get to sleep. Another time, I had a friend over while cable was being installed. I was in the kitchen with my friend, and she suddenly asks me where the cable man is. I tell her that he's outside and has been for the past hour or so. The colour drains from her face, and she tells me she had just heard a door creak open and saw a shadow move past the hallway. We were the only two in the house. 
but the most freaky occurrence happened a few months before that. I came home from work about 9pm and every light in the house was on. My husband is a stickler about turning lights off when they aren't being used, so I knew something was up. He comes out of the kitchen and tells me that he is terrified. According to him, he was cooking when all of a sudden he heard loud, heavy footsteps in a circle in the hallway. Even the dogs looked up and watched whatever is moving around. He tries to ignore it and goes back to cooking, and then out of the corner of his eyes, he sees what he can only describe as a child's face peek around the corner and watch him cook. That was the most terrified I have ever seen him. Things slowly began to settle down, and by the time we finally moved out, there was little to no occurrences left. When things were very active, I brought in a paranormal team, who did two investigations on the house and found nothing. They told me that whatever it was was not an intelligent haunting, more likely residual. It probably didn't even know that we were there. My First Haunted House Experience by DRKN56N A few years ago, at the age of 21, I moved out of my parents' house and in with an aunt of mine. She lived in a more rural area than what I was accustomed to. I'm not sure how old the house was, but it definitely had to be over 30 years old. It was a large, four-bed, two-and-a-half-bath townhouse right across from a cherry farm. I landed myself an overnight job working at a convenience store almost immediately after moving in. My schedule was usually 11pm to 7 o'clock in the morning, five days a week. When I worked, everyone else in the house slept, and when I was home sleeping, everyone was either at work or in school. So, needless to say, I spent a lot of my time alone, biding my time and trying to save up cash so I could stop being a burden on my aunt. Nobody mentioned to me that the house may be haunted. Maybe they didn't know. I'm not too sure, but I ended up figuring it out for myself. It all started probably a few weeks after I moved in. I'd just got home from work, and everyone had already headed off to work, school or daycare. I was all alone, but I didn't feel tired enough to lay down, so I settled myself in front of the computer in the living room and played some video games. At the angle the computer was at in the living room, I could see the front door. After about an hour of gaming, I heard something that made me jump out of my chair. It sounded like a grown man running through the kitchen, which was adjacent to the living room, and I heard a crash as something apparently fell and hit the kitchen floor. After my heart stopped pounding, I went to investigate. The coffee pot was on the floor. I know nobody came in through the front door because I would have seen them, and nobody definitely came in from the back door because there were heavy boxes piled in front of it. I called out and asked if anyone was home. Nobody answered. I was alone. I chalked it up to me just being exhausted from work, and I went to bed. I never told anyone I lived with what happened. Several weeks after the first incident, I was still living with my aunt and still stuck on the graveyard shift. This second incident starts with me waking up at 10pm and preparing to go to work. I headed out of my bedroom and crossed the hall to the bathroom. But to my dismay, but to my dismay, somebody was already occupying it. I could see the light on underneath the closed door. I huffed and went into my room to lay out my clothes. After a few minutes, I left my room again, but the bathroom was still occupied. 
I checked my phone and noticed I had to start getting ready as soon as possible to avoid being late. This may sound strange, but I placed my ear up against the door. I don't know why, but it seemed like a good idea. What I heard was very bizarre. I heard sweeping, as if someone was sweeping a stone or wooden floor with a straw broom. Swish, swish, swish. I stood there, mesmerised. Who would be sweeping at this time of night? I knew my aunt had a maid who came by during the day, so I know for sure her or her family wouldn't have to lift a finger elsewise. I hesitated, then knocked. Hey, sorry to bother you, but I need to shower before I leave for work, I said into the door. The sweeping stopped abruptly. I opened the door. Nobody was there. But what made me really uneasy was that I had forgotten my aunt had that bathroom carpeted. There was nothing to sweep. I know this next incident seems incredibly bizarre and unlikely. Everyone I've told didn't believe it. But I'm hoping that at least one person who listens to this can see my plea for an understanding. Please, keep an open mind. Now, about a month after the late night sweeping ghost, I was folding clothes with my sister in her room. By this time, I had already told my sister my experiences. She said she had similar experiences, but she was too scared to talk about them. She tried brushing it all off as just being weary and tired from work and being around little ones. It was just the two of us in the house. Everyone was working or at school, and her children were in daycare, so my sister could have the afternoon off to do her chores. So we were sitting on the floor, folding her kids' clothes and chatting about nonsense. All of a sudden, we stopped and slowly looked at each other. I could tell by her wide, glassy eyes that she was hearing exactly what I was hearing. It sounded like a party coming from the downstairs level. We heard music, laughing, people chatting, and glasses clinking as if people were giving toasts. The volume of the noise got louder and louder. The laughing and the music. It sounded like music from the 20s or 30s. The strangest part is, everything we heard was slightly muffled and crackling, as if it were sounds coming from a memory. I know it's kind of hard to imagine, but I can still remember it to this day. So, as the party continued on downstairs, my sister and I still stared at each other, bewildered and scared. The blood soared through my veins and pounded in my eardrums. All of a sudden, over the blaring music, we heard stomping coming up the stairs. Slow and heavy stomping. Not angry stomping. It sounded like a very heavy man coming up the stairs. Everyone who lived at my aunt's house was female, besides my uncle. But my uncle had recently had a stroke and could no longer climb the stairs. The heavy footsteps reached the top of the staircase and started coming straight for the closed door me and my sister were behind. My heart almost gave out because it was pounding so hard from fear. Then, out of nowhere, I jumped out of reflex and threw the door open. Nobody was there. The music and laughing and partying sounds immediately died out. It was so silent you could hear a pin drop onto a pillow. The only thing I could hear was the sound of my heart slamming against my ribcage. We went through the house after that. We were completely alone. The same day, I decided to approach my aunt. I asked her if anyone possibly died in the house. She looked at me, slightly stunned, but then told me that years ago, her mother had died in the house. 
she looked sad as she told the story, saying that the night she passed, she was acting delirious. I asked my aunt what she meant by delirious. My aunt said that hours before she passed, she kept telling her to tell whoever was having the party to keep it down, and to tell that man to stop stomping up and down the stairs. My aunt swore she didn't hear anything. But I knew the truth. I knew her mother really heard what I had heard earlier that day. I moved out shortly afterwards into my own place. Thankfully, there haven't been any unwelcome party guests. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, personally, I haven't had anything strange happen in this house, fingers crossed. Though I did go to get some stuff from my old house the other day. And for some reason, a CD player that was plugged in and in the middle of a room started playing by itself. Not the best thing to walk into a locked house and hear, but I don't have to deal with that anymore. If you liked the video, make sure to leave a like, and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Also, make sure to hit that notification bell so you never miss the next video. So, until next time, sleep tight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.